0: And welcome back. We are here at wonderful Fat Dog Vinyl in the heart of downtown Mount Vernon, 7 North Main Street. And today we are getting into an album that I've listened to for weeks and months and years and at this point, even decades. This is the Blue Album by Weezer. I'm your host, Matt Bakker, and I'm sitting here with... My name is Mike Haug. I'm also a resident of Mount
1: Vernon and a fan of Weezer.
0: Yes, and (laughs) so Mike got on pretty early and said he wanted to do Weezer' Blue Album, which is always a good sign for me because I do not have to do any extra research, I don't have to re-listen to anything, because this indeed is an album I know way too much about. (laughs) So Mike, first things first before you hop in the track listing, when you heard about this podcast, why was Blue Album the first thing that popped up and just like your go-to for this?
1: Um, Well, I grew up in a very, uh, just like put it straight out there, I grew up in a very traditional Christian home, so, like, I wasn't too into uh, any rock music, like, of the secular genre at yeah. all, really, but, like, definitely, like, in my junior high and high school days, like, you know, when Guitar Hero 3 came out in, like, what, 2007, that, uh, My Name is Jonas was one of the songs yes. on there. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I actually so,
0: remember that very vividly.
1: It was a combo of that, and then I remember it was, like, back when MTV actually used to, like, play a lot of music videos. Right. Uh, they'd have stuff like Franz Ferdinand, Blur, uh, Gorillas. I remember Say It Ain't So and Buddy Holly from Weezer being, like, the two, like, cycled music videos that they had on there. So, like, those are the two, like, things that really piqued my interest. And I'm like, oh, I kind of, like, I dig this. I want to listen to this record, and like after listening to it, it just kind of really piqued my interest on attempting. We'll say attempting to learn music myself.
0: Right, and there's (laughs) not. This is another one too. Weezer is very controversial. Very (laughs) very hit and miss. Um, It seems pretty much across the board. Blue is a a fan favorite. A staple. It is the most commercially recognized. It's also. Like, it's just the one that Baseline is, is not going to have a lot of lovers and haters. It's, ba- it's basically, if you've ever liked something by Weezer, everyone can at least agree on this one. Obviously, they followed this up with Pinkerton, which is a much more complex, raw, emotional, and at times hit-or-miss album that really divided up the fan base. But at least for this 1994 debut, they hit this one out of the park. It's, it's, a, it's one of those records where, like... I don't
1: feel like I need to pick and choose songs off of it. It's like, start with My Name is Jonas, end with Only in Dreams. Like, start to finish, perfect record, no issues.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do have, this is rare because I do have a definite favorite and I think least favorite song on right, the record, right. which we will hit. Sometimes I can't really decide something like that, but just a hint, my favorite Weezer song is on this record. Mm-hmm. There is not a bad song. But there is one song that if I could sub it out for an outtake of the Blue Album era, probably Jamie. Jamie is my favorite Blue Era outtake. If I could toss that in or something, I'd be pretty happy. But we'll hop right in. You mentioned Guitar Hero 3, which is also, ironically, the first place I heard this song, is My Name is Jonas. (laughs) This is a really interesting rock song, and I have to respect it because... They don't have another song that sounds like this. They really don't. The chord progression, the picking pattern, the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, just for any listeners who are not familiar, his name is not Jonas. It's Rivers Cuomo, <laughs> and he also had a religious upbringing. Yeah. So it's like trying to decipher what my name and as Jonas is about was always interesting to me. So what are your general thoughts on this track? <clears throat> It's really hard to try and play on guitar. <laughs> I still can't play. Like
1: the I, I noticed like the picking were, pattern yeah, is
0: is interesting. And I
1: it, just to add on to that, like that picking part at the beginning of "My Name Is Jonas" was I think Jason Cropper's only actual like credit on the record. I'm pretty sure before he got let go. Yeah, um, I've sat down so many times, like whether I was still in junior high or even like last week, and I'm like I can't understand the hand mechanics like the left hand yes where the notes are is there but like the picking like
0: yeah no it's it's all in the rhythm because the notes are pretty straightforward and and then obviously it alternates from this like thing that obviously like you could play it with a pick but it's just way easier to do finger picking and it goes straight into distorted power chords Mm -hmm. so it's like it's a really interesting transition My name's Jonas. I'm carrying the wheel. Um, if you were to play it in a band, it would definitely be great to divide those up by two guitarists, because right. that's for me, it was more about the difficulty and the transition yeah. from playing that intricate part to right. going to something simple. This was just a really interesting way to start off the record um, to this day. I have a lot of different thoughts on what it could be about and I'm right. still not particularly sure. I, it almost sets it up to be a concept album or something about a character named Jonas yeah. and I don't think that's the case whatsoever. The only thing I really like take
1: away from it is like
0: the line workers are going
1: home. It's like, you know, that's like a good jam to head into your weekend, relax, like you know, you're like tired, week well done. Just enjoy yourself.
0: That's interesting. That line always hit me as more of like a, a labor movement. Like right, a union, right. There's that too. Yeah. More of a, I never felt, because, you know, sometimes you can just literally take lyrics at face value. It's not super deep. It's not super layered to where it's like, you could literally, yeah, listen to that on a Friday and it's like, workers are going. I always <laughs> figured it had to be, obviously they're referencing like, a foreman all sorts of stuff so it's really interesting in the context of the weezer discography Mm -hmm. and you know rivers being rivers i'm surprised he never did he ever reference a character named jonas in any of the later songs um as
1: far as weezer discography goes i don't think so he might have done it on like one of his many alone albums that he's put out which that's like a whole can of worms in and it of itself. Like, that dude is just... He, he was 24 when that record came out. 24. And, like, just the amount of stuff that he's either, A, written for Weezer that's made it on records, or, B, solo stuff, or just, like, tracks that are hearsay at this point is just mind-boggling. that hey, He can just crank out stuff
0: like that. What's wonderful about doing this live on the air With almost no edits is I already thought of a great example (laughs) There is a song called Oh Jonas (laughs) It is songs from the Black Hole Uh Pinkerton, Outtake, like Uh Space Rock Opera, Destiny And there is a character (laughs) named Jonas And uh, Juan and Dondo Are some of the other characters from that Crazy space opera But yeah, there's like a a very gentle song called Oh Jonas where one of the characters is singing out to the main character. So it's like Jonas in that point is leads of this experiment of this literal rocket launch. But I guess like where it lost me is in my, my original point here is Jonas seems to appear on track one and then not particularly be around. I never saw that same character come back. Which is funny because we get into no one else, yeah. which is an interesting song to listen to in 2023. <laughs> like for our listeners at home, um, the the sweet chorus that comes in is "I want a girl who will laugh for no one else.") And if you see her... it comes off as a very jealous um mm. misogynistic <laughs> is a word that comes to mind which is um with a grain of salt to some degree i guess yes um <laughs> which is funny because no one else felt like a predecessor to um no other one from yeah. pinkerton yeah. I, I think it's just because the titles are similar <clears throat> but i always associated them with each other, but this is kind of why I do like Weezer. Yeah. Um, they're relatable in ways you don't want to relate
1: to something. <laughs> I think you can pull that off of, at this point, even in this day and age, you can pull something of that kind of theme off of any Weezer record, which, it's a good thing, it's a bad thing, like whatever you want to make it's, of it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's on a songwriting. <laughs> um, because Rivers is... I mean, Weezer often gets called a nerd rock band, which, I mean, we'll get to when we talk about In the Garage (laughs) Later on this literal record, because they almost self identify as some form of nerd rock. Well, yeah, like, especially, like, what was it after.
1: Maybe it was after Pinkerton when he was still finishing up college. Yeah. And they're like. When he was going to Harvard. And they're like, all of his classmates were like, oh, what are you doing this summer? He's like, oh, I'm going on tour. And they're
0: like, huh? (laughs) Yes, he's. It's a self-proclaimed nerd rock thing, and not understanding women and social cues is kind of something that's very titular to Reverse Cuomo. Even when we look at a newer album like 2016's White Album, Mm -hmm. um, he spent a lot of time... With um, his partner's permission, literally just talking to strangers on dating apps yeah. and hanging out at Santa Monica Pier <laughs> and like getting to the bottom of, you know, kind of modern dating scene. Yeah. Um, obviously, the track LA Girls. Um, just Rivers feeling out of the loop. He's also perpetually fighting to stay relevant mm-hmm. in what I would deem a very wholesome way. Mm-hmm. Some people are fighting to be relevant for money or class or something rivers is very strange and self-aware of what the weezer brand means in culture some bands would be a little annoyed if you're like oh rivers i love blue album i love pinkerton but not anything after that instead of him saying how dare you not love my latest project like a lot of artists he'd be like okay hell yeah, I love Blue Album 2. Like, what a great Weezer time that was, you know? So that's something very nice about Weezer. Um, One of my favorite moments of when I saw them live with the Pixies in Columbus. Mm -hmm. This was a very fun tour. He finishes a song. He's very excited. He kind of laughs and leans into the mic and just says, yeah, we're at the Weezer show. (laughs)
1: That is the most on-brand Rivers thing he could do,
0: and I'm like, <laughs> "What is he talking about? What do you mean we're at the we like we are, but it's just like it's his brand is almost a sick joke to him, <laughs> to where so many artists take themselves so seriously, and he's quite the opposite, right? Because this is someone that says he loves using spreadsheets and word <laughs> randomization to work on lyrics. Right. He loves writing about why cool." um Girls in college didn't want to hang out with him, or you know, it's very just much Weezer is just the white guy experience yeah. for better or for worse in a lot of ways. <laughs> but really, even Gen Z and a lot of newer generations and like a much more diverse group of like because in the 90s, it was just a lot of nerdier white guys. Yeah. Now, even with Gen Z, I know so many people and it's like they're almost getting a a more diverse fan group because everyone likes power pop. Like everyone's just like, hey, these songs are kind of dumb. They're kind of funny. They're also kind of depressing. But like he has his fan base now where people are just like, these are good songs. You're bobbing your
1: head to it, whether you're
0: like aware of it or not. So the world has turned and left me here. Track three. One of my favorites, one of my absolute favorites, it's another one similar to My Name is Jonas. I guess it has a maybe kind of similar picking pattern over some power pop. I think it's, I want to say it's in G. I forget if it's in Half Step, so it might be an think it was. It might be an F sharp for for that matter, but it's a simple song, and it's about being left behind in general or not being in the state of flux that the store might be in for where he's at you know you don't know what's in store with Weezer because he seems like he's left behind and it could be in a relationship it could be you know anything else but this is a really interesting song on the record because yet again there was a precedent of like Rivers wanting to be traditional Rivers just wanting to play rock music him just wanting to be in a band and do very basic things But there's also a lot else happening on this. Yeah. And similar to the workers are going home line, the world has turned and left me here is like very blanket statement. You could have a million people like that line for something different. Yeah. So do you have any key memories or like thoughts with the song? Uh, With the song, like what you were just saying, kind of like a
1: blanket statement, it almost like gives me the sense of like when your life can almost get kind of stagnant and it look it kind of feels like everyone else around you like whether it's your friends or family like their lives are doing either you know hunky-dory or not that great right. but like they're still progressing and you're just kind of like doing the same thing every day like example I get up I go to work I come home take care of my dogs and stuff my face repeat the process over and over until my day is off right and it's just like wow like so-and-so in my family's like just gotten engaged or they're expecting a kid or something, I'm like, neat, I got my, I got my corgi and my chihuahua. That's what I got going for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, when you get deeper into the lyrics, it does mm. feel more like a breakup song or something yeah. about a yeah, relationship. Especially. But the chorus, not so much, and I don't think it uh, has to be just applied yeah. to one situation. Um This is one of the first times, obviously, we get to hear... Uh, Weezer and Rivers specifically, in a state of longing, mm-hmm. um, in a state of isolation. Um, and then it flows into what I would probably say is either the first or second most popular song on the record, oh, which is which is Buddy Holly, which obviously references Buddy Holly, Mary Tyler Moore. What's with this long is in my girl very basic uh, almost like yeah I mean it does have a lot of 1950s energy or something Mm -hmm. there's some like obviously they're like performing in the malt shop it's very Uh, happy days Yeah, it's very happy days Um, you know so it is a callback of like oh why is everyone after me and my relationship like we don't need them because we've got each other like why you be hating yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's addressing a song for the haters, which obviously there are plenty of haters of Rivers Cuomo and Weezer. So, you know, I I don't want to jump the track listing too much, but I'm gonna put you on the spot with a huge question. Oh man! Here it so, comes. out of the super hits of Blue album, "Buddy Holly" and "Say It Ain't So," jump to your mind. Do you think one of them is the superior? rock hit just to last the time, you know? Because sometimes, like, if you love a band, their most popular songs, you don't go back to them and listen to them. Do you have a preference with the two super hits of the record? I would say it would have to be Sadie. So, just because of
1: the more, like, chilled back, melancholy verse, and then when that chorus comes in, it just punches every single time.
0: Yeah, no. um, Sometimes... Bands or albums the most popular songs sometimes you get used Mm -hmm. to skipping it a little bit Buddy Holly I can do in doses but I feel like I've gotten my fix over the years right Say It Ain't So is one of those like bands arguably most popular songs which I just think is really Mm -hmm. S tier Mm -hmm. timeless it is a perfect example of power pop it does kick your face in um the bridge where he's writing to his father. Yeah. the The lyrics are very peculiar in a way. It's like not to take the spotlight off Buddy Holly, but I was very curious because yeah. Buddy Holly is the one. If I'm listening to the record, I'm a little less excited to hear. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sada and So is not so much, but I do love the isolated guitar part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a great song. It's classic Weezer. Mm-hmm. You know the kenosha wisconsin music video it very is right (laughs) old timey but really and that (laughs) flows into probably what is maybe the third maybe fourth most popular song which is undone sweater song I'm going to let you take the lead on this. I could go on about this one for a million years. Uh, man, like, I, and this is going to, like,
1: almost make me look terrible. But, like, when you were saying, like, oh, you, like, definitely have, like, a least favorite song. Yeah. It's not even necessarily that you don't like the song. It's just the one that you don't go to the much. I don't know why, like, the intro is what does it for me. I don't
0: know why. You don't like the it, it, extended it's, intro it's of, It's not like,
1: like, I'm not, like I said, I, I ain't hating on it. I'm just like. I don't know if it was, like, the intention of the dialogue, but I'm just, like, oh, well, this makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I feel like I'm bearing witness to this conversation happening in real time, which I'm, like, maybe, I mean, maybe that was, like, the whole goal of it, but I'm just, like, oh. And then, it like, once the song kind of picks up and stuff, I'm, like, all right, like, I'm vibing with this. And, like, oh, I'm it not- just, it has a, it's it's a very chord simplistic song especially on the well, yeah
0: i forget if it's in but, half step as well but, but it's, the melody
1: is just it carries so well
0: it is g c d mm-hmm. c like i said or i guess an f sharp yeah, if it's half step yeah. i could never remember because they did a lot of half step over the years no it's kind of uh the initial guitar part is very lazy and atonal and very like it, it there is something off sounding about it which is yeah. so wonderful. This is actually one of my absolute favorite songs on the record. <laughs> it's one of those Weezer hits that All I right. will listen to whenever. Um the chord change later in the song is yeah. is wonderful cuz it does switch up the chorus a little bit for uh, the guitar solo. Like that's great, but for some reason this in the best way possible. Obviously, they leaned into the Happy Days vibe for Buddy Holly. Yeah. This, even though I was born in 1995, this gives me such a late 90s, early 2000s, like American Pie, like teenage (laughs) movie. Like we're all going to go out to a party and get drunk and talk to girls. Like this song has that kind of energy where you're overhearing like, hey, are you going to this party later? And it's just like, it's like a film from 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made for, like, teenage boys to watch on VHS that they just got back from Blockbuster with. <laughs> yeah. With some, like, I don't know, some Crystal Pepsi and oh, some, man. And some oh, Pizza Hut. This come is, on, man. I'm just Crystal setting the scene, like, when they get done with this shit, they're going to play some GoldenEye, <laughs> 007. On the N64. On the N64. This song just, it's really a period piece in yeah. American culture. It
1: really is.
0: Like... And as much as I
1: dog on that intro sometimes, mainly because, like, I've gone to enough shows and, like, hung out with people at, like, bars and stuff where, like, I've witnessed conversations like that go down, like, with people that I don't even know. And I'm just sitting there watching. I'm just like, oh, come on, man. You're killing me. So, like, it almost gives me, like, social PTSD. I I love
0: the phrasing of the verses. It's so you know it's gonna it's gonna follow the guitar part but it's just a word here a word here it's a this is it's not very full-bodied now i forget what it is there if you look up i don't know off the top of my head there is a another song that was popular in the 1990s and it was by some band with a female vocalist but there's something about like a sweater after a breakup, yeah. and this song directly references that. Yeah, and the original song that this is written in the response to is also a good track. I'm blanking on what that is, but it, you know, for the context is like why is he going on about a sweater? Right, you know, just <laughs> obviously the song is about unraveling, <laughs>
1: your life unraveling, falling to pieces. Uh, stuff. <laughs> the
0: next song is another absolute favorite of mine. It's Surf Wax. Oh, oh yeah. This is one of my favorites on the record. Just my band played this, and yeah. when we all went to OSU Newark, oh. and there was like a talent show thing, we busted out Surf Wax for that. Um, there's something timeless, classic Weezer. Um, to me, this came off as like in reference to like some Beach Boys stuff, or yeah. something. yeah, well, you
1: like, kind of get the Beach Boysy like vibe towards the end before everything. Yeah, kicks and back it's in it's to, quite yeah. literally
0: a song about surfing, written yeah. by people that. I don't even think surf, it's the Beach Boys did not surf. go to the beach you take your car to work i'll take my board in when you're out of gas i'm still afloat you know all along the undertow is strengthening it's all you know it's just yeah. it's a I, yet again i'm not sure what his actual reference is but it is kind of a distance from society so yeah. it's literally just a fun song you know He's That's throwing out. Like, I'm going surfing, and it's like rivers
1: you're not. It's like the song you go to Seven Eleven, get you a slushy, go out <laughs> driving with the windows down.
0: That's fair. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> the, well, I'll do you one better. Not a slushy. I've had a certain gas station in town that has like icy TM, oh, and icy's yeah. hit so much harder. Really this cool. uh, this blue album retrospective is brought to you by Fat Dog Vinyl. And Icy TM. Um, and Icy TM. Icy, it's in the foyer. Yeah, the trademark, because it's like Kleenex is a brand, and it's synonymous with tissues. Ice, They're ice, not the same thing. Icy is something different. Do not get it twisted. You got to
1: have that gourmet booger paper, you know?
0: Yeah, I do not want <laughs> I do not want a speedy freeze. I want an Icy. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> Surflax is just a fun song. Yeah. It's one of those
1: songs I can be like in a terrible mood or something, and I listen to it, and then I just... So you catch yourself bobbing your head, and then all of a sudden you're just like, you know what? I'm just enjoying living in the moment right now with this song, and it makes me feel a lot
0: better. Yeah. And then it goes into Say It Ain't So, which is... Sad. (laughs) Very sad. I mean, just one of the best, like, ever. Like, if you think of... 90s, And I keep using the term power pop. Mm. I see that genre get thrown around. This really is the perfect. It's kind of like a a fun version of alternative rock where it's going to like just be melodic and fun and then kick in sweet melodies, but still a lot of guitar gain and overdrive. So is it. I mean, it's, I will it's, say
1: it's one of the more, like, as far as like all the guitar solos on the record, I think the one on Say It Ain't So, just the amount of force put into it is like the one solo on the yeah. record that does it for me.
0: It, I mean, it really cuts through. Yeah. Now, there is a better solo coming later on the album, in my humble opinion, but the Say It Ain't So solo, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones where you want to feel it. Yeah. yeah, you do feel it. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's definitely it's a top five Weezer solo, mm-hmm. um, along with his mystery track coming later on the Blue album. Also, the opener from Pinkerton, "Tired of Sex." Oh my God, that solo <laughs> too! If you watch the live performance where Rivers shreds it in Japan, <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the stuff I come back to. I know the exact yes live video you're talking yes, about. Yes, but the bridge of Dear Daddy, I write you. Mm-hmm. That's just classic Weezer, mm-hmm. and that's like that uncomfortable energy that really gets the center stage in Pinkerton. Right. Because blue album is a happy record. Like overall,
1: like I give it like on the happiness scale, I give it like you know seven seven point five. Overall, it's a really feel good record with a couple of extremely depressive moments. Yes, and this work. is
0: this is another one where it's like say it ain't so could mm-hmm. really be about whatever you want yes there's love and romance in the in, in the forefront yes but like say it ain't so is one of those things i think people just like rock fans listen to this song and it's just like a nice song about disassociating with something yeah, like say it yeah. ain't so like it kicks in people get excited it's like the world has turned and left me here say it ain't so you know it's like this album yeah, I think it's mainly based around relationships and yeah. in more ways or another as most rock songs are. Yeah. Um, but say it ain't so does its own thing. Very special. And like I said, for a band's like arguably most popular song over the years, this one does not get old. Some of the other ones get old for sure. Right. Right. And um, to the next one is in the garage. So the song is about being a nerd. Yep. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's like, there's, what more do you have to say about first it? First question's first. Um, I just met you about 35 minutes ago. Do you play Dungeons & Dragons? I don't. I don't.
1: But. But. Hear me out. I got nothing to substitute for it, man. Just. Just. I sit there. I click, click, click. Look at all these. Like, like just yesterday. Man. I remember when the Buffalo Wild Wings in Town here was a movie gallery and you could still rent Nintendo 64 games, tell me why I went on eBay and bought a Japanese edition of one of my favorite N64 games I used to run as a kid. Like, does that yeah. qualify me as a nerd, Then,
0: I mean, I'm sure <laughs> it is, but, like, well, here's the thing. I didn't play Dungeons & Dragons until, I don't know, a year or two Damn. ago because they were setting up at the local shop, Nick & Melvin's Collectibles, located on the public square in downtown Mount Vernon. Um, selling Pokémon and comic books. It truly is uh, a nerd store and they started doing D&D days on Saturday morning and it's like I grew up a sports kid and mm-hmm. I finally got my chance to play D&D right. and just vibe out with in the garage which is about worshipping 80s rock icons sitting around I don't need anyone because I'm in my basement, I'm in my garage right. and with like Stranger Things on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So fun fact um, First and foremost, everything I do is to honor the great Cleveland Browns organization. (laughs) Um, Our old fullback, Johnny Stanton and Miles Garrett, a bunch of guys on the team would watch Stranger Things. And Miles Garrett's like, I want to learn that game they're playing. And Johnny Stanton, our old fullback, like he had the Cleveland Browns defensive line and some of the bigger dudes on the team. Playing Dungeons and Dragons in the NFL locker room. That is so So sick. (laughs) D&D is for everyone. Football is for everyone. You know, it's just that versatility. And that's... This song is like, we're going to hang out in the garage, but we're also not going to leave the garage and go make $20 million a year. Right. um, Just to not even win the AFC North. Rivers (laughs) is content sitting in a garage very much so.
1: It's, It's definitely like one of those things where like you have your comfort hobbies and things that like bring you a sense of security. Like I I just had one of my aunts that they're like, you're almost 30. Like, why aren't you like trying to get out there and settle down with someone? I'm like, that's so much effort in today's day and age. Like I've got cousins that are like getting married and having kids. I'm like, I can't even get a text back. So I'm like, I'm fully content. Like in my little nerd cave with my dog and like my star Wars stuff that I have. So like, it's
0: a song that like I heavily relate to. I'm just like, it it's, it's, it's a song it's, it's a space. song for the collectors yeah. it's a song for the you know if your life is very boring and maybe not like an action movie or something <laughs> that's why you watch Star Wars or that's why you watch these fantastical magic explosion TV programs yeah. and like everything else in the book that's why we're playing Pokemon nonstop. that's why we throw cards and, and it's just especially like having
1: been in quite a handful of bands and like Everyone just assumes that, like, especially, like, people I talk to at my job, when they find out I'm in a metalcore band, they're like, oh, you must be the big party guy, like, you go out and do all this stuff. I'm like, not really, I kind of just sit at home and build Legos, that's about it. Like, I don't lead a very thrilling life when I'm not playing a show or something. (laughs) And off we go to Holiday. What are your thoughts on Holiday? It's a very catchy song, I feel like it's one of those hidden gems on the record. Essentially, because like a lot of times, unless like you talk to someone like my drummer for the longest time, for one of our bands was like, oh, like what's it gonna take to like cover Holiday because that's my favorite one. I'm like, I don't know, man. Nothing's really? stopping us. Yeah, I mean, he I'm, loves that song. Shout out to
0: Jordan Sloan who loves Holiday. <laughs> I like it. It's this one is my least favorite on the record. Is it really? Like if I have to bounce one for mm-hmm. Jamie, it would be that one. It it's probably this one or like when I'm. Going through to listen through, the one I would maybe, if there's one I had to skip, it's maybe Buddy Holly, just because I've been exposed to it. But, like, in the first place, it's a great song. Now, flip the tables. If you had to pick on which one
1: to bump, would it be that or Buddy Holly? Holly? In
0: 1994, i bump Holiday. In 2023, or whatever year it's supposed to be right now, I would bump Buddy Holly, just because I've heard it so much. I
1: will accept this. (laughs)
0: so why do you think holiday is his track it it i mean the verse is pretty i think i just don't love the chorus yeah
1: i that i can understand that i do like the kind of like again uh same with surf wax america like this was this part's more drawn out but it's like that really very like somber quieter barbershop quartet thing that they almost do at the end Yeah. yeah Just the, the sound of the lead guitars on that just sounds fantastic. The pace is very... Because, like, you go in from Say It Ain't So, Undone, and stuff like that, that are very more slower-paced songs, and, like, towards the back end of the album, especially with Surf Wax and Holiday, like, they're much more upbeat songs that can really kind of just, yeah. like, get with
0: it and stuff. And now, for probably, in my opinion, the best song in the entire Weezer discography... One of the best album closers of all time. Um, My favorite guitar solo on the record, which absolutely guts me. Those bends at the very end. was driving to visit somebody in Southern Ohio and I was just having a weird day. There is a lot going on and I'm on 71 Mm -hmm. driving probably like 90 something. (laughs) And those bends are just like absolutely making me want to drive off the side of the road. Like, I'm just like, I'm too overwhelmed. It's
1: like, I can't do this right now. This is...
0: Oh, what a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Rivers writing lots of songs about longing and needing something like... Solitude and stuff like that. Yeah. And this is a perfect power pop. It's very... Yeah. Oh, God, the bass intro.
1: <laughs>
0: Matt Sharp. Oh, the tone. The bass song.
1: The tone on it. My goodness.
0: If you do not know Weezer's Blue Album, your homework is, if you just want to really... Good rock song. If you haven't heard it, go ahead say it ain't so. If you want to dive into Weezer and learn about a song that is too long for the radio, is truly an album cut and a fan favorite, it's only in dreams. Mm-hmm. Like like no context. This is it. This is it. It's the most emotional song on the record. It's a perfect closer. This is a song I could just sit here and gush about. So now that we have knocked out the record. I'm going to open up the floor. So you said you got into this, as, as a lot of people, mm-hmm. probably what, as a teenager? Yep. Um, you know, not in your early childhood, <laughs> hearing Weezer on Guitar Hero 3, or, or Rock Band or whatever. So, for our listeners at home, do you want to tell our special guest, um, who produced this record by Weezer in 1994?
1: Rick? O, Cossack of the Cars. May he rest in peace.
0: Yes, he just passed a few years ago. So that's a beautiful generational tie. Obviously, the Cars are legendary bands. Um, you know, like a huge fat dog vinyl seller mm-hmm. is the Cars. <laughs> and, you know, Rick was a great producer. And like I said, he produced a wonderful power pop record. Mm-hmm. And then you shared with me something about how they recorded guitar, which I actually did not know. So one of the things, like, I was
1: just brushing up on it last night while I was doing a listen through. they The band themselves had a couple of, like, self-set rules for recording. Like, I was mentioning, like, they used next to no reverb or anything like that to right. my understanding. Yep. The thing that got me was, like, just to really hit emphasis on all the parts. Like, obviously, like, on the picking on My Name is Jonas or stuff, they weren't obviously doing this, but all of, like, the chords and stuff were downpicked. Yeah. Bass, guitar, everything, because, like, they wanted everything to be in unison and flow really well, and I've done it a couple times where I've been in a studio session, like, recording guitar, and... Um, like I can tell you so many people follow this standard. Uh, Weezer's actually on Epitaph Records now, which is Yeah. A shared label of my buddy Chris Davis from The Ghost Inside. And I've we've recorded a handful of times uh some stuff with him. Yeah. And that's like one of the biggest things that he hit home was like downpicking, 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 which Obviously, it's not like James Hetfield level down picking, but man, that stuff is rough after a while. Too
0: much work for me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just um, like, oh. Uh. So, you've also, you've seen Weezer live. Yes. And your first time was 2010. 2010 with Motion City soundtrack. Which, and Motion and City was one of my favorite bands they, in I, high school. Yeah, I wasn't
1: really into them at the time, but, like, they put on one heck of a show. Like, they yes, were cool. Justin
0: Pierre was one of my yeah. favorite songwriters, especially... Um, out of bands that I call warp tour bands, Mm -hmm. like always, like it really was 2000s pop punk. Motion City soundtrack was my favorite band Mm -hmm. from that scene. And then I didn't really ever get that much into anyone else. Right. Motion City was my big example of, of somebody from that scene that I, so that's a wonderful side note. They
1: meshed really well with playing with Weezer as well. Like the coolest thing was like, that was actually like my first real concert ever. Like I said, I grew up very sheltered musically. So like I'm there at the Ohio State Fair watching one of my favorite bands yeah Fair, one of my favorite bands playing and the amount of people singing these melodies just blew me away I was like oh this is like one of the coolest experiences that I've ever had like it's just insane how many people are here enjoying this thing that I like with me and just singing along with these songs like at points we were singing so loud you could barely hear the band playing and stuff. Yeah. So, it's just, it's a really
0: cool thing. Weezer is a live band. Rivers is fun. He's a nerd and he says weird things. <laughs> and you realize it's not much of an act. Yeah. Um, Something I want to throw out there is how he acts on Twitter. If you've seen Rivers yeah. Cuomo on Twitter, it's <laughs> wild. He's bizarre. People are just like... I saw one earlier and it's like a girl took a picture of her boyfriend. Like looking really closely at a CD of Blue Album and, like, a Barnes & Noble. And she's like, hey, Rivers, you should FaceTime my boyfriend. He loves you. And he actually responds, he's like, oh, yeah, we'll have to hit a Zoom sesh later and, like, (laughs) see what's good in the Weezer world. (laughs) Like, he's just... It's so... It's so weird. He... He's... Yeah,
1: like, it just... His experience experiences with fans like just some of the things i've seen i'm like
0: oh like across the sea from pinkerton
1: i'm just like what is he doing like i mean props for him because like yeah, I Rivers, get it, at
0: the end of the day we love you to death we're talking about your records here but sometimes he's almost like there's palatable nerd rock yeah. and then there's like sometimes i'm like damn, this is too far sometimes, even for rivers.
1: Sometimes I see him post stuff and I'm just wondering, I'm like, do thoughts ever just stay in his head?
0: Yeah, no, he does not filter I think stuff.
1: He, I think he's so self-aware at how awkward he can be that he's just like, eh, I'm going to crank this up to a 12 and ride it out and just Which enjoy it.
0: I think is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And it really, you know, I would like to do another episode someday of, I could go deep on the entire discography, but if you're listening at home... Check out the Blue Album. Get it on vinyl. Start your uh, dive into the Weezer universe. It's never too late to jump in. Do you have any closing thoughts on Weezer, Blue Album, Rivers Cuomo, uh, Matt Sharp? My...
1: This is just a teaser for a future episode. My drummer would love to come on and talk to you about Matt Sharp and the rentals at some
0: point. Oh, hell yeah. I was just about to say. (laughs) The love I'm searching for by the rentals. Yeah.
1: He I'm Ooh. definitely gonna work it out that he can come up and hang in a uh, The Weezer talk. Side
0: Project. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, Matt Sharp, bassist, backing vocals. He made lots of the ooze and the ahs. Ooh, so yeah. It, um okay. he was the bassist on the first two records. He left the band, started the rentals. Yeah, I wanna talk I wanna talk the rentals because it's it's also very great yeah. in the same way. Um he's a wonderful vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do a, a Pinkerton episode but I will cry on the episode <laughs> and embarrass myself and expose my greatest flaws and insecurity <laughs> just for solidarity with Rivers because he yeah. put out this album he embarrassed himself people hated it yeah. and then he went back to na- making normal music and now Pinkerton is a cult record cult is. it did not age well some of it is painfully cringy yeah. and makes you sick in the pit of your stomach but If you're a self-loathing music fan like myself, you're gonna love
1: it. If you're a bozo, you're gonna—it's for you. I think that's the most important thing to tell people, especially if they're just getting into Weezer. Like, I have so many friends that are like, "I refuse to listen to anything past Pinkerton." I'm like, "There's got to be at least one song per record that you find a little catchy." So, like, the biggest thing I would say is like, "Is Blue Album a staple record to start with?" Absolutely, great record but don't be afraid to go past those first two records because yeah. there's something for everyone.
0: At yeah. Point. I mean, everything will be all right in the end. White album. Now, I mean, I did not like Teal album very much. You might know their cover of like Toto Africa. They did that covers album or Pacific daydream or, or even Van Weezer, mm-hmm. which is a callback to river's love of eighties hair metal. Yeah. There are some albums I think are terrible and that's just fine because yeah. the band is still around expressing themselves playing live shows and that's what it's about. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna love every record, you know. It's like I love OK Human, yeah, and then their latest Seasons project, which didn't sell well enough to have live performances on Broadway. Like <laughs> this band has something for everyone. I do believe mm-hmm. you just never know what you're gonna get, right? And uh, that's know. the
1: important thing. Like they started off recording in a garage in a kitchen for their demo, and now they're at the yeah point, the kitchen tape these, demos. Yeah, fantastic. they're doing these big like insane tours constantly and stuff and just constantly working on music it's just it's cool to see like a staple record from the 90s like it's one thing to see all these like popular like 70s and 80s bands yeah albums that hold up but it's cool to start seeing a 90s record like from around when i was born that's still holding up like 29 years later
0: so we are closing out with one final statement i think they should weezer they should let weezer play the super bowl halftime show yes because i think that would be hilarious and really interesting yes but this has been another episode of the fat dog vinyl podcast the blue album edition we are located at 7 north main street in mount vernon ohio i'm your host matt bacher and i'm here with mike Halk. and that is it weezer forever for better or for worse <laughs>